This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 8th. This is episode 349. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by two awesome Mr. Co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. I am here. Woo! And Mr. Taylor Grin. I am not. Oh. <laughs> oh. And we're joined in studio by a fan of the show, friend of the show, Mr. Jeff Peterson. Howdy. Woo! And he's here in studio with me. Ryan is not in studio. He was going to be in studio. Yeah. Let's start with that. What? The ever-loving fuck, man. Why are you not well, here sitting in studio with us this week? Because as, we have a guest. As I described it earlier, I have a Schrodinger's cat moment right now. Uh-huh. I am both COVID positive and not COVID positive <gasps> because I got exposed, mm-hmm. but I can't get tested till tomorrow. So felt doing the right thing was since I know I was exposed to someone who is COVID positive mm-hmm. and I don't know if I am or not, it probably wasn't the right decision to come over there and possibly infect you with COVID. Even though I feel fine, I don't have any symptoms, mm-hmm. but we don't know if I have it or if I could be spreading it right now. So, uh, yep. We're, we're, we're quarantining in the house until we find out what's going on. Ryan, I, uh, I disagree. I don't think that was the right decision. Um, I think the right decision would have been for you to head over to, um, you know, like uh, a senator's office or something like that. You know, somebody in the Republican Party who has voting power and just <laughs> well, like walk around licking doorknobs and even you know, then I want to and then shaking people's hands. Just, you know, cough all over the place. Like I don't want to waste my time. So I want to <laughs> find out if I'm positive first. <laughs> and then i'll go and do those things then i'll go and do that and be like you don't think covid is an issue hi i'm covid positive do you want to shake my hand i haven't washed it in a week yeah you say that masks don't work all right hey i'm not gonna wear one Uh, here's my covid positive test i hate mike lee so much he's one of my least favorite people in congress oh yeah i email him more often yeah well, sure. But, uh, <laughs> Just to complain about stuff because he's yeah. a, he's a dummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I remember the last the last thing I emailed on was about the uh, uh, Supreme Court stuff, mm-hmm. and they gave the the auto reply back was, "Well, we looked at Obama's person. We didn't think that they were good." I'm like, no, you didn't. You're fucking lying in your auto reply. You didn't fucking give Garland a a hearing. You refuse mm-hmm. to, you motherfucker. So you're even lying in this. You didn't. Uh, you didn't. Don't, don't do make it. me get the start quote did out. Not. I know, Taylor. I know. 
<laughs> so how how were you 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 were exposed? So you've just been exposing yourself all over the place, and now yeah. you might have got the nasty. I mean, my mom knows now that I, I was a bit of a nudist in, in high you were, school. You were exposing yourself uh, to your mom. Yeah. Well, not to my mom, but she knows I used to expose myself now. Oh. She now knows that. No. So on Monday, uh, one of Sarah's friends that she's got a puppy and they, you know, she's been bringing him over to play with Oz and Lulu and stuff and socializing. And she's been taking it serious. Uh, she's been vaccinated. She got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which we found out isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but she thinks she might have gotten at a movie theater. Mm. She said it's the only thing she did where she like just wanted to go out to a movie with some friends. And she's like, that's the only thing she's done that was at an indoor place where there were other people she didn't know. So, yeah. Well, and Delta's super contagious, apparently. Yep. Like, yeah. And she was here on Monday. Uh, then she started feeling sick the next day, went and got mm. tested. And last night she sent Sarah a message saying, Hey, um, I'm positive. And that's when I texted you guys saying, yeah, uh, plans changed pretty much. Yeah. Damn it. So that, yep. I, I, I think we need to get to a place where if you are unvaccinated by choice, like if you, if you can't get the vaccine because you're allergic or you, you have some, you're already immune compromised. Yeah. There's, there's something that, that, you know, medically speaking, you are ineligible to have the vaccine. That's, that's fine. I, I can understand that. But if you can get it and you aren't at this point, I think they need to start doing more things like Delta's doing where, you know, if, if you haven't gotten the vaccine, well, then you're going to have to kick in more to pay for your fucking health insurance every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember where I heard this, but that is actually, I think it might've been the Cogdis podcast, but that is going to be a thing. Like right now there is a federal, um, I don't know if it's a rule or a law that might be bound to some of the COVID relief stuff, mm-hmm. but basically, um, there's a price cap right now on COVID treatment, right? So if you get treated for having COVID up to and including being on like a ventilator or respirator or all that bullshit that gets, you know, that's, that's involved in that, mm-hmm. um, your medical bills can only hit a certain amount, right? Mm-hmm. And the rest is absorbed by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and soon that crazy socialism is going to end. Uh, you know, there's there's a very real chance that Congress will not reenact uh, that element of the law, which would mean if you get COVID, uh, you could be looking at like, you know, America's pound me in the ass levels of hospital bills. Mm-hmm. And uh, that could end up changing people's minds, changing people's calculus. Right. Because that's all the shit is mm-hmm. when people choose not to get the vaccine. What they're doing is an internal risk analysis. And they're saying, I think that the odds of me getting this and if I do get it, I think that the like amount of pain and suffering I'll receive both financially and physically is going to be at an acceptable level. And humans are terrible at accepting risk like mm-hmm. this was half of my uh, half of my thesis. But it was basically like when I was doing my thesis on um white supremacist violence extremism, I looked at a lot of how people calculate risk, um, you know, with counterterrorism and humans are just so fucking bad 
at at understanding like their propensity to get hurt, whether it's it's you know an excess or, or, or inadequate. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll help change people's internal calculation once they hear about their buddy Jim Bob, who you know took horse dewormer and ended up with a hundred thousand dollar bill, and now has had to file bankruptcy and yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, tagging along with like. Uh, major companies that employ you know, tens of thousands of people, uh, increasing insurance rates on the unvaccinated, or you know the the opportunity for schools and colleges to say you can't send your kids here if you're not vaccinated. Like I think that that'll that'll start changing a lot of people's calculus who were previously unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I feel like we should uh, we should ask. Jeff, how he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> how how are you doing, Mister Peterson? Uh, I'm going through a bit of a cluster. Uh, came out here for a memorial um, up from California, and uh, one of the grandkids had a positive COVID test that we found out days later was a false positive. But that was after we had already canceled everything, and I cut my vacation in half. So. Now the uh, two weeks that I had where I could relax out here just became a one week. Oh, I got to go see everybody who will be upset if I don't see them while I'm in town. Uh, Holy shit. Hang on. Say that again. Did you say grandkid? Yeah. So our grandma died uh, like eight months ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. They live in Delaware. Uh, Grandpa Mm -hmm. was Air Force. So that was the last place they were stationed when he retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to fly out here uh, with the ashes, and we were going to do a memorial at uh, Camp William, okay. um, mm-hmm. where they're both going to end up. And gotcha. Uh, Sorry, so, I thought you were. I, I apologize for that. I didn't mean to, to open that up. I thought that you were saying you had a grandkid, and I was going to say like, <laughs> you know, can can I have a sample of your blood or something? Like, damn, I, I am from Utah, so. Yeah, you are from Utah, so that uh, could be a thing. <laughs> yeah, like my, so let's see, my grandfather was, I think, 17 when my grandmother had her first child at the age of, I think, either 14 or 15. Uh, it was a different time. And yeah. and then, like, my dad was 18 when I was born, so... I mean, yeah, my, my grandfather was like, before 40. yeah, was a 36 year old grandfather. Oh, oh, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I'm sorry. That's just, ah, like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. But I mean, it, it kind of worked out like he was still young enough that he could take me out like, and like do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Show me how to golf. We'd go camping, all kinds of fun stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't think I would have wanted to be a 36 year old grandfather. Yeah, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. being a grandfather. Like I'm I I was glad that I got to the point where my kids were old enough and self-sufficient that they could take care of themselves and then Tracy and I could have some time to just be empty nesters for a while without <laughs> mm-hmm. without a bunch of rugrats running around to you know to have that space of time where you start thinking Okay, well, now it would kind of be nice to have grandkids and and a little toddler around every now and then for for funsies and and because they're cute and adorable, and then I can send them away with their parent when I when I grow tired <laughs> of their of their being around. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm nah. I'm looking forward to being a grandpa now. I don't know if I've actually announced that on the show. Like I think I've posted. You said about on, Facebook. It on Facebook, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm going to be a grandfather in December, so I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. Happy Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be. God, I want to say I think it's mid December. I think it's going I, to be before Christmas. Yeah, I charge you with this, Dan. Make sure that their birthday doesn't get like smushed into Christmas like all December kids do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be interesting too because so it's it's Tracy's daughter Danica, my stepdaughter, who is pregnant and is expecting in December, and she is going to name the baby. So they they found out that she's having a girl. And they're going to name her Lillian uh, and they will call her Lily for short. She's naming her Lillian after her grandmother who passed away or who died from a uh, glioblastoma brain cancer. And hmm. of course we have our dog named Lily. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking it was an Indiana Jones situation. So Tracy, Tracy was teasing Danica the other day. She's like, so you're going to name uh, my granddaughter after our dog, you know, joking around like she knows why she's naming her Lily. And Danica's like, well, that'll only be for a little while. Like Lily, you know, the, my daughter's going to live much longer than the dog. Like it just kind of well, got I, dark. I both are pointing that out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like she'll, she'll eventually be the only Lily that you have. And I'm like, well, we'll just get another dog. <laughs> and <that> one Lily too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun i'm looking forward to that uh what what else is new with you guys what about you mr duffy i've just been uh wood, woodworking yeah making some cool vases Mm-hmm. i saw yeah. those the one that you did today it looks really nice i like yeah, the dark I haven't posted on that it. one online yet after we get done recording i'm probably going to go out there and continue working on it <laughs> yeah it's very pretty yeah I've just been busy with work, also playing golf really well lately. I, I ended up taking second place in the in the Valley View Club Championship this year. Um it's almost pro. Which is which is very nice. I got a I got a hefty uh purse award after that. That was great. And then yesterday I shot uh well, I tied the best round that I have ever played. So that was pretty exciting. I'm 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 actually playing some decent golf lately, and that's been a refreshing change because I haven't been playing very well for quite a while. Uh, COVID. Yeah, I, I got out of practice because last year I didn't play very much because of the pandemic. And then this year I've been trying to make sure that I get out once a week and then play in the monthly tournaments also. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. And I, with those recent wins and how well I've been playing, have now qualified for the uh, Valley View shootout, which is the the basically end of year tournament uh for the top 50 players in the in the league so i've only ever qualified for that once before and that was i think 2 or 3 years ago and i'm i'm in a position now where i'm basically a shoe in to to be able to participate in that and that's the nice. second saturday in october so only like a month away i'm really excited <laughs> about it Nice, nice. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. I really, I'm really excited about it. Uh, so let's take a little break now, and then when we get back on the other side, we're going to learn much more about Mr. Jeff Peterson. 
Uh oh. <laughs> Hi, this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool Aid where I take topics and I break them down in five or 10 minute videos, trying to give a laser focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. We would like to know How dare you question your God? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back. So we have Jeff in studio with us. I was really excited. This is something we've been kind of planning or working on having you come and visit with us in studio for quite a while. We were hoping that by this time this year, we would be through the pandemic that we wouldn't have a bunch of fucking morons running around, not getting vaccinated, not wearing masks, still congregating in large groups, creating, turning themselves into Petri dishes to create new variants of the disease that are now much more contagious and more dangerous for everybody and are affecting younger people in much larger numbers than previous variants. Uh, but you know, yeah. because we live in a country full of, not full Fuck of science people, <laughs> a country that is heavily laden with a bunch of fucking idiots uh, that uh, hasn't really worked out for us. So we're we're still in the middle of a pandemic and it's just getting worse. There are states that are posting uh, higher numbers now than at any previous time throughout the pandemic as far as number of people being hospitalized. Thankfully, the numbers of people who are dying are lower than previous levels, but that's because we've also found ways to help mitigate it. We've found some other treatments uh, that are helping people, not ivermectin. Don't use, no. don't use that, people. <laughs> that's not something that is uh, actually helpful for many people. I, I just to jump in, if I can, um, behind the bastards, has done part one of a two-parter um, on ivermectin and the like way that it became popularized in the right wing, like stemming from the very doctors who recommended it and very poorly peer-reviewed, in some cases mm -hmm. not even peer-reviewed medical articles and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely, if you, if you care to know the history of how it came to be popular to like take horse paste and shit your intestinal lining out, like... <laughs> That'll do it for you. Yeah, I listened to that episode yesterday uh, yeah. on, on my way back from the golf course. And yeah, it was really good in explaining like th it, there's there's no good evidence that it does fucking anything for you at all. Yeah, it's literally anything. The, the biggest yeah. study it was based on was probably was did not actually happen. Mm -hmm. Was that the hair lice one? Uh, it was the one based out of Egypt. Okay, because I, I saw, like, one of the tests I saw people said that, well, it was, did human trials for hair lice, so... Oh, no, it is a, it is a, like, to use the colloquial version of the term, miraculous medicine for parasites, right? Like, when used appropriately, 
against the things it was developed to use, yeah. uh, to be used against. It is amazing, but it's but not made for viruses. Viruses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we've been trying to get together uh, for a long time. We were hoping to, you know, sometime this year, right around this time of year before it gets too chilly, have some kind of get together where we could do a live show, have people come out and see us, all of that kind of stuff. And unfortunately that's all been put on hold. Uh, but Jeff was traveling to the area and um, wanted to come on the show. And so I was like, yes, and, that would be great. And he comes from a state that's taking it way more serious than this state does. Uh-huh. So I'm surprised he came to this like wasteland. Well, I live in Orange County, so it's pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, can, okay, I, I have a question for you. When are we going to know whether or not the Republicans have successfully fucked over the country with this Gavin Newsom recall? Like, when is that done? Uh, September 14th is when okay. the ballots have to be in by. Gotcha. Thank you. So that's when the ballots have to be in, and then I'm guessing it'll be a, probably a two or three days of counting and well thankfully we can return our ballots anytime every ballot was mailed to uh, to everybody so ballots have been coming in since they started going out a couple weeks ago and hopefully uh they've been counted uh i just got notice yesterday that my ballot was counted so uh i've heard from the polling that uh it's favoring the no slightly but then we have a complete and total dumbass winning on the other side if it does go yes. Mm. So, yeah, I just uh, can't wait to uh, be completely screwed there when we had somebody who actually, maybe not for his own personal stuff, but for the state as a whole, he put the safety of everybody ahead of politics. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You don't get that very often, mm-hmm. as evidenced by... Um, all my life. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, and Diane Feinstein is a stiff breeze away from death. And uh, I don't exactly want Larry fucking elder to be the one to pick a replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather not have to uh, even know that name exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you live in California now, but you're not originally from California, are you? No, I am originally from Utah. I was born in Murray and oh, wow. um, that's my hometown lived here for <laughs> six years. And then I lived in Kearns for uh, pretty much the next 24 years. Uh, off and on, I moved out to uh, somewhere, some apartments off at 33rd for a point and then things happened and caused me to move back home. But uh, six years ago, moved out to California hoping that I would be able to get a bit healthier having uh, Disneyland close where I could just go walk around all day or after work or whatever, mm. uh, get steps in where my brain isn't, isn't uh, not stimulated, Yeah, which is every other form of exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately due to an injury, uh, surgical injury that uh, ended up not working out, because uh, my ability to walk is hampered due to nerve mm. damage. Oh, yeah. Mm. So when you arrived, I noticed that you are are using a walking stick or a cane. Yeah. Uh, so when I was 16, uh, down in Price, uh, my aunt and uncle got ATVs and let me uh, take them out, uh, four-wheelers. And uh, I got startled by my uncle and hit the uh, thumb throttle and gunned it. 
and started driving up the side of one of the cliffs and oh, um, was pretty much close to a 90 degree angle. And uh, being used to riding a two wheel bicycle, I planted my left foot down on the ground mm. and ended up uh, essentially driving through it. Uh, oh, but uh, unknown at the time, it was just like, oh, it feels like a sprain. I'm, I think I'm fine. And by the time we get back to the house, I can't walk. Um, but uh, I had just got StarCraft for Christmas the day before, which was up here in Salt Lake. <laughs> mm-hmm. So since I had said I was initially fine, um, people thought that I was just trying to go home early to play the computer game. Mm. And uh, I only wish. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, 12 hours later, I ended up out at Primary Children's and was like, yeah, um, it's broken and you need surgery. Um, Then I ended up having six different surgeries on that same area due to bone spurs. And um, the initial surgery, they put a pin in it. Uh, The pin was causing issues after about two surgeries more. I had them take the pin out on the third one, and then uh, they shaved down bone spurs again a couple more times, and uh, one time through all those surgical procedures at some point, they nicked the nerve, and Mm. um, just a nice cluster from my ankle up on the outside of the the leg there uh, is extremely sensitive, and uh, just the wrong type of breeze will uh, cause crippling pain. Oh, Mm. man. I'm so sorry. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. And when was this? Uh, I was 16, so 20 years ago. Oh boy. Yikes! So what do you what do you do to help manage the pain and and function? Unfortunately, absolutely nothing works. That, oh no! At least nothing that I can afford. Um, it was suggested by one pain management pain, man, pain management doctor to uh, do a uh, try weed, and it was like. <laughs> Well, I can't smoke due to other conditions, and uh, edibles are not in my budget. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I am. That's uh, mm, does yeah. suck. I I guess my other question would be, um, Terran Zerg or Protoss? Protoss. <laughs> Protoss. Okay. Protoss I, for uh, Starcraft and uh, Orc Hunter for Warcraft. Gotcha. All right. That was, I'm a Zerg guy, but I won't hold it against you. <laughs> uh, damn Zerg rushes. Oh, dude, it's, it's the best. <laughs> that was, you guys are speaking a language I, I know nothing about. Uh, I've, I've not played either of those things. So, so you are originally from Utah. What took you out to California? Uh, I was just needing to get away. Yeah. Um, I had, man. I had so many different jobs here um, and working not just for small companies, but for major companies. I worked for Dell um, and I worked for Intermountain Healthcare and um, things happened. Um, my youngest brother was killed in a car accident on a church trip in Arizona when he was 18. Uh, he was six years younger than me and uh uh, it was a cluster of events that led to that. Actually, sounds like you guys need dying. to stay away from motorized vehicles for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found out later, um, a few months after he was killed, um, I had a truck uh, hit my car when I was turning uh, to go get a soft drink at a holiday. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out later that that aggravated already existing PTSD that I had. And uh, let's just say uh, there are certain movies I can't watch anymore because <laughs> of car accidents. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, particularly like Pete's Dragon because uh, it's an inside mm. view of the the accident. And mm. um, that just re-traumatizes me. So, you know, fun times. Oh, geez. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, spe- speaking of fun times, since you grew up in Utah, did you, uh, ex- you obviously escaped the cult, but were you in the cult? No, I was thankfully never a believer. Lucky. Um, my parents didn't push me into anything. Um, my dad's side, uh, they're Lutheran, um, mom's side's Mormon. And so, uh, dad didn't have to convert when he married her or anything. So they weren't that heavily religious. Um, but I, the only, I think my dad's grandpa is the only one who's heavily religious outside of the like immediate family. Um, not counting aunts and uncles and they're all heavily Mormon, but, um, no, I grew up with it. I've been to church a few times, enough times to sit there and be like, this is bullshit. Why does anybody <laughs> put up with this crap? <laughs> and uh, found out there were other people who thought the same thing. And it was like, great. There's other people who can answer the simplest question. What do we do about the rest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of one of those things I'm not used to hearing from, from Utah. I'm used to hearing people from Utah that like, well, I'm Mormon, so if you want to get married, you kind of need to convert to my religion. But I guess that's more people I know that are very heavily involved in the LDS faith that mm-hmm. re- re- require the conversion. And I don't really hear about a whole lot of, uh, I guess, multi-faith families. It's it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's actually my dad's brother uh, had to convert to uh, marry my aunt. So, um, yeah, we're a rare case and yeah, overall, um, most of the, most of my immediate family is not religious. Uh, my brother, my sister, um, the youngest brother got involved in church, which probably kept him out of worse things that he was involved in. Um, but who knows if those things would have killed him at the same age. Um, the church did, but so did, did you have to like, cause I know some people I've talked to and like Dan grew up LDS here. So he, uh, he was part of the click where you grew up outside of that kind of that click of being LDS. Did you actually, did you grow up with the other kids being like, we can't play with him because he doesn't show up to church on Sundays. Did you experience that ever? Um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I've been pretty antisocial since elementary school. I was, uh, so after first grade, I start, I ended up in the, what Granite District called the access program. And I was always in the lower of the two grades in the mixed classes. So it was always a bunch of older kids and um, there would be one of them that would choose to bully me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just pushed me into being mostly antisocial. I had a couple friends in elementary. Um, uh, in junior high, I found out uh, 
unfortunately later than I should have that uh, I needed to pick a fight with a with a Tongan uh, a lot earlier. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, find the biggest kid on the yard and show everybody who's boss. Oh, I think I lost that fight, but uh, (laughs) it ended up when after the school suspension was over and came back and all the Tongans, all the Samoans all said hi to me in the halls. And I guess everybody else took that as a sign to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's rules. I mean, that's yeah. If you have if you have the guts to to throw the punch afterwards you're in like win or lose <laughs> yeah they're gonna for people our age you're gonna you're gonna get a bunch of respect either way yeah. yeah yeah well and for people outside of utah you they're probably not aware that utah has a very large polynesian community mm-hmm. uh because mm-hmm. of the lds church and its missionary work and bringing um people from tonga samoa hawaii Mm-hmm. Uh, Philippines, there's there's a lot of missionary work um, in the Polynesian islands to convert people to the LDS faith, and then a lot of the time uh, they'll they'll move their entire family here to Utah to be closer to the church, and it's a thing that goes on here. Hi, this is James Hubert, author of Kissing Hex Ass, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Why do bad things happen to good people? Ah, yes. You see, when I created humanity, I wanted you to have everything. Joy, hope, love, but also pain. Everything that makes you a person. Do you understand? Yeah. Good. But why? You had your turn! What did you do to the dinosaurs? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So you said you lived in Murray until you were about six and then in Kearns. I also lived in Kearns for quite a while. Did you go to Kearns High? Uh, yep. I went to Jefferson and ju- uh, Junior and Kearns High and uh, Beehive Elementary. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went to Kearns High for, I think, right about a year. And that that didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I lasted two years uh, before I literally told the administration they could go fuck themselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, so tell me, tell me more about this. What did you do? Uh, so I was involved in the yearbook uh, from sophomore year, and I was told I was going to be moved up into uh, an editing position and uh, ended up on family vacation or something to where I couldn't be here over the in-between years and somebody decided that that disqualified me from being the editor um computer editor and it was just one thing that just started building up in a line of other things i had a an abusive um i think it was history teacher um and just ended up i got yelled at for asking somebody what work i had missed while i was out for a medical thing and I got yelled at in front of the student body 
in between classes, which was pretty much the last straw for me. And then I, I went, I tried Murray High, uh, didn't get along with the vice principal there. And I started in the middle of a semester and had no hope of passing any of the classes because they weren't taking anything from granite. And ended up going back uh, to Kearns, but taking all my classes at uh, Granite High School and basically only just computer classes working on uh, getting certified, uh, A-plus certification, and um, got through all that and then told the administration to go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> finished out my <laughs> PE credit at uh, Salt Lake Community College, passed the GED, took that over to uh, the adult education high school, which is uh, Granite Peaks, and handed them the stuff, and they said, all right, uh, you're three points from graduating with honors, and I went, fuck. <laughs> um, so, so three points away from graduating with honors. So, did you end up not graduating then, or did you just take more classes, or how did no, it go? I graduated. Um, the three points was uh, from not uh, completing the essay question, not filling out oh. the amount of space that they wanted uh, to be filled out. Which I mean. That's well, one of the reasons why words. school's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> At least the way it's structured right now. Like, education is good. Being able to learn to think is better. Um, this teaching for a test thing is, is, not, bullshit. is not anything. We yeah. shouldn't be paying for that. Yeah. No. Well, it's gotten way worse. Like, like the Bush years really fucked things up. It was bad before, but it got worse with Bush. For yeah, sure. with the no child left behind thing where basically all they're doing then is training kids to be able to take a test. They're not they're not right. teaching them how to think or any yeah. kind of critical thinking. It's memorize well, it, this it, stuff. It, at risk of putting all of our listeners to sleep, there was this educational report in 1914 um, that I'm already falling asleep. No. So there was this, <laughs> there was this educational report in 1914 that was basically like, hey, um, we're starting to have like a global economy and, and very much the same way that like Britain, you know, the sun never set on the British empire. They were like, we want people to be able to write and do arithmetic and like have their handwriting be legible for anybody who might read that handwriting. And we want everyone to have a common like core of literature that they can refer to. So if somebody says like, oh yeah, it's easier to get a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, they're going to know what the fuck you mean and you can truncate meaning, right? Mm. And that's where like standardized education really came from is that report that was like, if we want to produce a middle-class bureaucracy out of the people who come out of this education system, here's how to do it. And that's why America's schools have been the way that they are for a hundred years is because of that 1900s thinking. And then the Bush administration just made it worse. Yeah. 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 By just training people how to take tests. Uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at how people respond to COVID. Yeah. And I mean, we could spend multiple episodes getting into how like redlining and the fact that uh, oh, yeah. school districts are based off of income taxes and stuff and how that affects minority communities. But I mean, that's well, that's an entire ass episode. I thought we should do a show just on redlining. So if listeners like the idea of doing a show on redlining, let us know. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm all about it. Like whether or yeah. not they want one, we should do one because you know. Okay, so you're gonna get a show on redlining at some point. I'll help yeah. you with that one, Taylor, because that that's one that uh, really yeah, yeah. interests me. No, well. I want to get sued by a state that bans critical race theory. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll offer it as an educational credit. We'll make uh, Godless Revolution you. You know, counter Prager you. Uh. <laughs> well, and so you said that you you have worked for Dell and IHC. So it sounds like you do something in computers. What exactly do you do for work? I am uh, I'm the punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> are you the Are you the IT guy? Uh, I wanted to be the IT guy. Uh, I work somehow. I ended up working for a television studio, which mm-hmm. was the furthest thing from my mind when I moved to California mm. and. Uh, they hired me because of my ability to talk to people and to <laughs> talk down to people without sounding like I'm talking down to them <laughs> and to tolerate abuse over the phone. Um, that recontextualizes about the last hour and a half for me. So thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I I basically spent since I was 15, I've been in some form of customer service, um, whether it's been entertainment or something, um, whether it be tech support or straight up customer service, retail, um, phones, whatever. I've been in some doing that for some form for more than half my life and that was the skill that uh, the current jo- this current job wanted, and so thankfully uh, the pandemic happened, and I don't have to answer live phone calls anymore. It's just voicemails I get to call back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, people are a lot happier when you call back to a voicemail two minutes later than when you pick up the phone right away. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting because they feel like oh wow they're being very responsive and they they figure that my my complaint is a priority and they're getting back to me just as soon as possible yep yep and that's a there's there's a group of people at certain productions that believe that they are priority no matter what their problem is and it has nothing to do with like what department they are because there is a prioritized department and whether they know it or not, I'm not going to tell, but uh, <laughs> it has to do with the money. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I was like, I used to work in the camera department, like not full time, but on the side. I figured we were the, the ones that were the most priority because if you don't have a camera operating and working, you can't film anything. Uh, we don't support the cameras. We only provide the hard drives. Uh, we ah. have a dedicated guy who does just that. Um, and his whole day is just wiping hard drives, putting mm-hmm. the security encryption on them, communicating with the uh, camera departments or the production office to mail out terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of hard drives to whatever production. Um, it's funny when we'll get people that are uh, from film and they're coming into TV and they're like, I need 140 terabytes. And, oh, yeah. and we're like, no, you fucking do not. You get four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm shooting this in 8K lossless raw. Of course oh. I need 100 terabytes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, that's funny. Like, so for my employer, of course, you know, money is always an issue. 
And when when people are coming to my branch with requests to to have us support their product, um, we had we had one project come to us recently. And they requested like 40 terabytes of hard drive space. And everybody was like, you gotta be, you're fucking nuts. Like that's never, you'll, you'll be happy with 40 gigs. You'll take what we give you and be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had a job recently that was involved in providing, um, like providing, networks and servers and data storage as a service and then also was involved in providing like backups as a service for various small businesses who were electing not to do something like say amazon cloud right Mm. and um i found out that one of our clients was no shit doing like a third level of of backups using tapes And like, that's still a thing, like, Hmm. like tape backups. And I Uh like after the meeting, um, the first time I interacted with this client, I I turned to my boss and I'm like, okay, I feel dumb right now, but what are you guys referring to when you say tapes? Like what, (laughs) what skeuomorphism is this that you guys are talking about? He's like, no, like no shit. Magnetic tape, Mm -hmm. miles Um. of magnetic tape. And they send it to like basically a, a, like underground facility. And if they ever totally go down, they'll plug that tape in and play it back and write it to a drive. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> oh no, tape. dude. That, no, yeah. uh, that sounds like Intermountain Healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. When I, when I worked for a, a place at the DOD, um, we we backed up a lot of stuff to tape and they would like you would have to go out and swap out the tapes i think they had this yep. they had this machine it would hold like 40 different tapes each yep. tape could store <laughs> shit i think each tape could only store like 100 gig on it though and but you would you would go through once once all of the tapes in the carousel were full you'd go pull all of the tapes put them in a box, ship them off to a place where they were buried in a mountain. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> and then you refill it with more tapes and then, but they would rotate those out. So like, mm-hmm. I think we had, I want to say there were three rotations, like so that if it was damaged in transit, you still mm-hmm. had those, you know, the one on yeah. site and yep. one, yep. one buried. Yeah. Someday, someday we're going to nuke ourselves into oblivion and like, when when the fucking elephants inherit the earth, you know, and learn how to develop <laughs> technology using their trunks, like they're going to go through our mountains and be like, what is this? <laughs> why did they why did they preserve so many emails? <laughs> why are the people's medical records stored in this canyon? <laughs> All I know is that this unit was really behind on their annual trainings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They must have had a very ineffective military. <laughs> well, I, I worked for the very effective Air Force when we went paperless and we had to do paper backups. Oh, my God. Because I was like, wait, sense. we're going paperless. So we got to do all this digital stuff, but we still need to print out all the things on paper <laughs> and hand sign all of those as well. 
So we're not. You do know what paperless. the suffix "less" means, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're just adding a step in, and we're not getting rid of the paper. Is what you're saying for our paperless Air Force? Oh, that man. sounds like the Air Force to me. So there's uh, this there's this cool new app that I got on my phone. There are, I think it's just Utah and New Jersey currently that are that have authorized this app to be used for. Uh, Oh, patient records, patient data for for COVID for for vaccination. Yeah, doesn't work for me. And well, probably because you're because all my from, stuff is federal. Oh, uh, well, it it so it it worked for both Tracy and I partially. Like it it definitely shows our COVID stuff, and like she chopped off a bit of her finger <laughs> for Thanksgiving a few years ago, and so she has a tetanus shot on her records, and I think I. What did I do? I I broke something or cut something, and I have a tetanus shot on there. But it doesn't have, like, our uh, MMR vaccines on there from when we were kids and everything. And she's like, well, what? Huh. It only has, like, part of our record on there. And I'm like, it's probably because we're old and our <laughs> our records haven't been digitized yet or oh. ever. Like, they, they yeah. it may be that they're never going to be digitized. And so... Yeah, that's not available in our yeah. medical record digitally. Yeah. Dude, it's is the name I, of that app. I oh, hope yeah, I yeah, never yeah. fucking lose my passport because fucking I have, I don't have a birth certificate, right? I have a certification of birth abroad written on a like pre-1990 form. So it's not the standard form that's used contemporaneously with like a hand signature by the diplomat at the U.S. Embassy in Japan. Oh, <laughs> And I don't even know if I still have the original copy anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and luckily my passport is both a social security card and a photo ID because if I ever lose that shit, like I don't exist anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, and, and Jeff said, uh, what was the name of the app again? Docket. Docket, yes. Yeah, and like you can use that if you're here in Utah or in New Jersey as proof, uh, to show proof of your vaccination records if it's required anywhere. On yeah, mine showed medical anywhere. records before I joined the military, but nothing since I've joined the military. Hmm. That's kind of weird and, and wacky. Is yeah, it like because let, it showed I had like an MMR shot in like 1998. So that I was past due. So do you use like Tricare for everything then? Is that? No, everything, all my stuff is all federal. Oh, wow. All done on the military base. Like even my COVID card, it's, you know, signed like Mm -hmm. Dugway Proving Grounds. So like I've got it, but it doesn't show up in the record database because it's a federal record, not a, like in a state hospital or anywhere. Yeah. Like all my shots that I've, all my shots I've gotten since I've left high school. Mm Mm-hmm have been done in the military. Oh, wow. Like even on Hill, like if I needed a booster shot for anything, they give it to me. Oh, well, it's been awesome having you here in the studio, Jeff. I've, this has been a lot of fun, man. Um, it's I've, really weird hearing you all talking at normal speed. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you, do you listen to us faster? Yeah. I, I could not survive the 110 podcast subscriptions I have without listening at at least 1.7 for everything, if oh, not boy. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen mm-hmm. I listen to everything at three times speed. Um, unless so if I'm if I'm wearing headphones, I listen to it at three times speed. If it's just being broadcast through a speaker, then I do it at two times speed. And 
like Tracy will walk in the room when I'm listening to anything and she's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I do the same. And either Sandra or my brother will say like, we can't think as fast as you, you need to slow this down. And I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> dude. What? And then when I try to play something at like one time speed, it, it sounds like oh, everybody's yeah. talking it like It feels like this. the Quicksilver scenes in the new uh, uh, X-Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything seems really fucking slow. Um, but as as a parting gift for you, uh, I have... I, I So let me let me back up because i fucking i just fucked this up totally <laughs> so yeah you did we I derailed have, you it's my fault I'll take the so i have a friend uh an author friend who sent me four books or four copies of um his most recent book the title of the book is honest true chaste benevolent Yada, 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 a fair and funny romp through the Mormon church's articles of faith. And you fucked that up. Rit Did I? Yep. You reversed fair and funny. Oh, damn And it. it's lampoon, not romp. A fair and funny. What? Lampoon? <laughs> Where? Oh, no. That's the big thing there. See? A funny but fair. And this oh, has so a Amazon fair and funny. Oh, Amazon <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, the book's different. Yeah, I'm looking at the motherfucking Fuck book, Fuck you, Jeff man. Bezos. <laughs> the listing needs to be fixed. Find it at your local bookstore. Obadiah, right. Obadiah, if you are listening to this, you need to go out and fix something <laughs> on, on Amazon. Um, but so Obadiah uh, is, is a friend of mine and sent me four copies of this book that is really fun. It's a, it's a quick read. I think there's only like 140 ish, 145 pages. And it's, it's really funny. Um, he's very, very witty. Uh, the author is OB serious, who is a return huh. missionary from the LDS church. And like I said, sent me four copies, one for me, one for Tracy, one for Taylor and one for Ryan. And Tracy said, well, uh, why do I need my own copy? I can just use yours when you're done with it. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah that, that'll that work. So Jeff has a copy of the book. Uh, I think that we will be interviewing um, Obadiah in the in the future after we have all read the book. I still need to mail them out to Taylor and Ryan. And uh, Jeff was also supposed to have some coasters here, but Ryan fucked that up. Yep, I fucked it up royally, <laughs> and I, I had made some custom Godless Revolution coasters. They look great in my hand right now, and um, perfect. They do them. look amazing. I will, uh, I, I'll be getting your address from you so I can send them to you, so you will be getting those. Well, that's appreciated, and thank you. Uh, <laughs> I need something to laugh about these days. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we? Oh man, geez, yeah, it's been Fuck it's been a man. rough couple of years, man. Um, but yeah. so we've got those, uh, I want to thank it, you very much for the, coming. Oh, go ahead. the biggest thing I've learned about the past couple of years is, uh, plague is way too fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard to kill the human race with a virus. Uh -huh. no. What, what freaked me out in plague Inc was like three months in the coronavirus. They were like, Hey, we're going to do an alternate version of this game where you try and cure a disease. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going to die. <laughs> and we're going to donate money to this fund. Oh fuck. <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. uh, but thank you very much. We're going to bounce over to the Patreon version of the show 
and Jeff will be joining us for that. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they help keep the show going. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through the list. I want you want to you want to get in on this and and read the Patreon patrons with us. Sure. Okay. So let's go. Uh, we'll have Ryan start, and then Taylor, and then Jeff, and then me. All right. Well, that'd be the two skeptical chaps. Alan first. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson, Sinead Duffy, Steve Cuno, Stephen Andrews, Tiffany Hudson, Vanessa, Corey Ebert, Jeff Peterson. Who's that? Who's that guy? I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out still. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Goodson, Matthew Sanders, Megan Mitchell. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. That might also be me. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade, Utah Outcasts, Wesley Aaron, Freethinker215, Janet Uter, Purple Dragon, Sarah Segovia, Savita Kuna, Theodore Sellen, Tim Jacobson, Trisha Weir, A Noble Spirit and Biggins the Smallest Man, a perfectly cromulent statement. And James, thank you so much. Sorry, Ryan. I don't know how you end up with that one so often. Like, it's not, it's not that I plan it out. Like, yeah, yeah. you do. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> you do the math before the show. And, uh -huh. and then I'm like, okay. It adds so, to the entertainment uh, value. It's got to be planned. Let's, yeah, he knows so let's I can't go fucking read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for being in studio today, Jeff. This thank you for awesome. having me. Uh, we're going to head over to the Patreon patron uh but for everybody else i'm i'm done i'm out you guys go do something fun yeah pay up <laughs> <laughs> i got some wood i need to touch i'm gonna continue my newfound addiction to stardew valley apparently <laughs> test the levels oh, here boogity 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 all right boogity 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 all right <laughs> <laughs> By way of parting gifts, I've I've got this book for you. Ryan was supposed to give you coasters, but he fucked that up. So <laughs> I didn't fuck that up. <laughs> it's all your goddamn fault. I am a basic white bitch about fall. Like I have already gotten like I shit you not a pumpkin spice candle. Oh, I just bought fuck. like little bat wings for my cat because he's you know he's a black cat, so I'm gonna have him looking like a little. <laughs> I'll take photos. Anyway, it's Dude. gonna be good. Tracy, uh, yesterday, while I was golfing, uh, took down all of the uh, Easter and summer shit that we had out and replaced it with all fall stuff. And when I got home, she said, do you like the smell of autumn? Because that's what it's going to smell like up in this bitch in about five <laughs> minutes. <'Cause she laughs> <put a bunch> <laughs>